0: time for it infinitely replayable edition of game pass or pass the podcast replay games on microsoft's game pass service tell you which games to pass into your friends and which games to just what do you do in these games? You die. I like. I we've played so many roguelikes. I can't even come with, come up with something clever.
1: I was about to say like just just the intro like that could be any one of the fifty percent right. of the games we've played so far. Like no, we, we just, like we like a roguelike in this in, in, in this uh, podcast. We rogue like it. I don't get it.
0: That's got to be a podcast already, right? <laughs>
1: of course, we
0: rogue like it. That's got to be like
1: that's that's, that's way. And too if it's not, check out our new podcast. Yeah, we we rogue like it coming
0: soon, along next to Movie Pass or Pass in 2080. <laughs> All right, Tainted Grail Conquest. That's what we're here to talk about. I'm Corey. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Basher.
1: I, I think I'm pretty real at this point. Like we're a few episodes in, I think they you know I'm really here. If, they, if you don't think I am really here, then what if you were not?
0: What if if I've been talking to myself this whole time using a voice changer?
1: Listen, Sixth Sense, make the movie. Let's do it.
0: All right, here you go. We are here to talk about Tainted Grail. I said that already. This is, okay. Normally, this is the point of the episode where I'd be like, hey, go go rate us and all that. We've already done that. I want to get to this description. I'm going to read this description from start to finish.
1: Oh, man, here we go. This this, this is my favorite part of the podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. The the cold read of the the, uh, description.
0: A unique, infinitely replayable, story-driven hybrid between a deck-building roguelike and an RPG game. Explore the ever-changing maps, fight with deadly enemies, and learn what happened to the cursed island of Avalon.
1: That's the island's name?
0: That's it. That, that, that That's I, 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 the whole description. I don't know. Are we for this or against this? <laughs>
1: you know what? That's probably one of the Best brief overviews <laughs> in terms of like, it it, it, it it tells you what, it gives the game play breakdowns of features rather. And then it tells you a bit about the land that I didn't even know about. I didn't, I didn't know this game had a story to it, to be honest with you. But look, look at there, it's right there in the description.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's very like Diablo-esque to me. Like it's sort of there in the background, like you're not really there for it. But it gives, you, it gives them an opportunity to make the art, basically. Like the story exists so that way you can make the art. That's how I how I look at it. So That's how it should be. Now I'm going to say, hey, if you're listening to us, why don't you go rate us on your favorite podcast service? Uh, it really does help. I promise you it does. So we're, hit, we're hitting like 24 reviews on Apple, and um, I haven't checked out Spotify in a while. So um, you can also shoot us a text message, which we will have one at the end of this episode. Ooh. What's our number? 574 651 925 six tainted grail available on pc game pass as well as xbox one and xbox series x and s it is single player does have optimized nope it does have support for xbox series x and s also has variable refresh rate um so it is supporting the VRR standard might want to turn that on for this one this one's a little choppy on the console actually i'm going to preface this by saying hey maybe play this on pc we'll get to that so uh like i said this is a roguelike game uh, normally priced at 19.99, and is that it? Why am I? What am I missing? What am I? I don't know what I'm missing. Tainted Grail Conquest. Let's talk about it.
1: First of all, fantastic title. I mean, really nailed it with that one. Tainted Grail Colon Conquest. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I I don't know what we're conquering. I'm, it's not the tainted grail. I don't think I even see the tainted grail, um, but this is definitely one game that <clears throat> I was going. Just it was a week of me just downloading everything, and as you can, you you'll be able to tell by the next game we talk about. <laughs> I, 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 like if, if if it was new this week, I was playing it, and this is going to be an interesting one for me because I. Have no idea what your thoughts are about this one. Usually we have a brief, very brief, like, uh, whether I like it or whether I like it or don't, uh, text back and forth. But this one, I, I, I don't know what you're thinking. Uh, I will say for myself, it starts off in a very, uh, I would almost equate it to a Dark Souls ish start, and only in the sense that. It doesn't tell you a whole lot and I kind of wish it did.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's a little like I don't think if even from the screenshots, you can kind of tell what kind of game it is, but kind of yeah, like you even when you start playing it, you're just like, what am I doing exactly right <laughs> and and the reason for that is is because like it is it is like a, a Slay the Spire or um, what's that one that you liked um, monster train monster train. Yeah. Like, it's very much in that vein but those games you go from battle to battle and this this is like it starts out and it's almost like a like a third person perspective but not really like it's behind the shoulder ish <laughs> like yeah, it's like, also they, it's also not isometric and like it's not click to move it's full like you know WASD or which joystick really threw you know, me like, off
1: for some reason I don't know why that threw me off so hard but yeah. like just the moving like it's a not smooth third person thing it's just strange to yeah. me because you can't just move wherever you want on the map it's a uh, so, so so you start in a village right you leave this village which is very it, Diablo-esque by
0: the way absolutely like, it's just like oh there's there's some empty spaces here I wonder if someone's yeah. gonna be there also
1: here's the one guy like <laughs> right exactly and then okay. along the way you're gonna find more and more guys and then like you come back to the village oh look that empty house is no longer empty it's a blacksmith We've been right. here before. I still like it. It, is a, <laughs> it, 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 it. it is a gameplay cliche that I still appreciate, especially. And I think this game does it in a way where it actually makes it a little bit more um, interactive in a way because there are certain NPCs that come back to the village only if you meet them a certain amount of times and fulfill certain requirements. Right. So. I think that added more depth to the what we already know. And and, and that's something I I kind of felt throughout the gameplay experience is where it's an amalgam of a few different gameplay designs and it just says let's add a little bit here and there to make it just that much more unique of an experience. I what else I like it, but
0: what I'll say is I don't think that the unique factors are always, um, positive. Like it's, it, it sometimes it feels like it's being different for the sake of being different. Um, which is fine. Like it, it, far more positive than negative for me, but wh- I'm going to start off with like my biggest gripe with the game. And it's not really against the game. It's that the console version sucks. Um, did you play on PC? I'm assuming I played on both. Okay. Console version sucks. Yo, um, <laughs> the it looks okay but it runs like trash the frame rate is extremely unstable even with the yeah even with the vrr display it it bad 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 um not smooth and you can't use the d-pad to select things the d-pad is like a like almost like a hot key or like one of them's like a help menu like very, very bad. And this is a game where you want to be moving around quick. Like picture having to play Tetris with a joystick for those people that have not played this. Like that's that's how it feels like, wait a minute. Like, no, this is not okay. Especially when you have a D-pad right there. I cannot tell you how many times I pressed right on the D-pad and pulled up this freaking menu that I have no idea what it is. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I,
1: still, I still know what it is. I think I have to uh, press the other button for the main menu.
0: Yeah, I it, did. It's real bad. Um, enough that like I was like, Ugh. like, I don't I don't know if I want to keep playing this kind of thing. Uh, and then I, I switched mean, to PC and immediately was like, "Okay, this is good." Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, just the menu parts alone is is, is enough that ne- to mention that needs to be working. I think. I mean, I, I would I would honestly say I played a good <laughs> hour or so of this game before I was like, "Oh, that's where my items are."
0: Yeah, I, you like, had to tell me about one of them. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, know there was an inventory. So, like, th- yeah. there's an
1: absolute inventory in this game. In, in the game, and and that's what I mean by Dark Souls esque because it just doesn't tell you things you should know. So so when I say Dark Souls-esque, that's, that, that's not positive for you Souls fans. That's... A, yeah. it, it's, it's definitely something that a lot of mechanics in Tainted Grail go unspoken, and it's something you have to just figure out, and it's the most basic of things, and, and it creates for a much, much more difficult experience to an already pretty difficult experience.
0: Right. And it's... I think you kind of said this, but, like what I think the difference is is that Dark Souls does it on purpose. I think this is just a lack of time um and and polish kind of thing. So which I, you kind of said, but whatever point is, um, play it on pc. that's that's what we'll say. And even with that, like you said, it's you you're gonna have to kind of play around with it for a while until you can really things start clicking for you. um but.
1: What is this game though? So like
0: the, my, I'll, I'll tell you my trajectory of this game. So I walked out into that little open world. So like it, yep. it has, it has the same, like, you know, picture like a monster train or a, a slay the spire. And like you, you pick your different paths, right? Like you can go left, you can go right. If you, you know, there's certain things that you can go to that you don't have to go to. Like sometimes when you you split that diverging path, it's like, okay, I can go up here and I can get to the boss faster. But if I walk around over here, I might go get into a fight and they might be hiding an item or maybe they're guarding some treasure or something like that. So it's it's strange in that it really gives you freedom of like, how do you want to tackle this? Do you want to keep fighting or you can go straight to the boss? He's right over there kind of thing. And that's. I still don't know how I feel about that, honestly, like.
1: Uh, I I, I definitely grew to. It respected a lot more when I realized what it was doing, because before I realized that I can just go to the boss whenever I wanted, it created right. like when I realized that rather, I figured out that I can really just kind of grind out here, and it's, and it's something that a lot of these games don't let you do in 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 a sense like like a, in a monster train you can't really grind your way to the boss like you just on to the next yeah, stop. You, you kind of can, like, kind of, yeah. Because when you
0: when you have like a diverging path, it's like, okay, I can get like a free spot exactly. here by going to the store, you know, like, and that you don't really have to worry about that in this. So
1: exactly. And uh the other game we did uh that we played, a uh, darkest dungeon, I think it's called. No, no, no. I forgot the name of that game. Uh Something with the darkness, whatever. Crypt the of churches. the Crypt of the Yeah, that thing. That thing. Dead dead. It, Curse of the Dead Gods. Yeah, we get we did it, guys. I did it. it. But it it did the same thing. A lot, a lot of those games do it, where it's like, do you want to do you want the the easy reward? Do you want to grind for more XP or whatever? Um, Inscription did the same thing too, which I Mm -hmm. must play. By the way, I did appreciate again the slight unique twist on this, where it's like you can just grind. You can beat every single enemy on this small map before getting to the boss if you want to. But if you think you're already ready for the boss, you can go straight to the boss. And that risk-reward, I think, is... I found it to be super challenging and super rewarding at the same time.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's really unique. Um, what We haven't even talked one major aspect. This is a class-based card game, like, which
1: is kind class-based of strange. Class-based card... Deck building, rogue <laughs> and so it is kind of it's kind of fun. I, listen, I'm, yeah, like I'm no, it it works. It's, it's cool, kind of but it yeah, works.
0: but like that's exactly what it is. It's like I my m- my first time through, like the first time I I, I got into a battle, like I I, w- I go into the open world. I still don't really know what the candles do, like the torches, oh, or whatever uh, you want uh, call them. Like I uh, understand the, that that they they light the, the 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 fog or whatever, but why
1: do I care? The fog, uh, it's like when you're, when you're in the fog, you get random battles, basically. You do? Yeah. So if you stay in the fog, you get a higher chance of meeting certain NPCs and enemies along the way, uh, uh, along with uh, unavoidable obstacles. So you might lose some health over it because you tripped over something or you might lose some money because something robs you or this, that, and the other. That never happened to me. Oh, you lucky son of a gun! Like, like
0: I wonder if like did I turn on like accessibility or something? Oh, you know what I did? Maybe I don't know. There was an accessibility because one thing I noticed like when you're in the fog, it is like annoyingly like blurry. And yes, I turned off the blur, so maybe that turned off that aspect. I don't. Maybe that never happened to me. Um. So yeah, no, I ever only like went to things. Purposely, so that that's kind of strange. I don't know if I would like that, but whatever. Teacher zone, I guess. I guess not teacher zone. I don't know what happened, so whatever. Um, but the class that they give you is more like a traditional like warrior, so it's it's very kind of straightforward, and it's a card game. And I tend to not play card games that way. I tend to be like a more. I, I want a little bit more of a strategic battle versus like a brute force. So. I didn't bounce off of it, but like the first couple of rounds, I was like, okay, like this is, I I see what you're doing here. Like you're putting the cards out, you know, you get better cards as you keep battling every level that you gain, you get some new cards. And then even, so there's like your in-game level. And then after that, there's like the overall world level. So then you get unlocked, like you're always unlocking stuff. It's got that carrot on the stick. And I'm like, okay, I'm into this, but it really didn't click for me until I got the mage, like the mage is when I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm in now. Like I'm, I'm digging this.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's going to be true for a lot of people. That first, the worst part about the experience for me is that first class. Uh, it it it's a real rough going. It's nothing. That first class, I think it, I think it's called the warrior or barbarian or something.
0: Um, I, yeah, they, they've got weird names. I couldn't tell you. Yeah,
1: like that first class is just, it really just kind of sucks, <laughs> and and it, it, it creates for such a a hard experience and. When you finally and again your XP actually saves from run to run to run. So as you play through and get beat up by that first uh, with that first class, you start unlocking characters anyway. So for me, it was the I think it was the Wyvern class. That sounds right. The one like there's there's a class that uses monsters uh, to fight and protect himself. And
0: yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. Yeah
1: yeah so like that, that that so once I got that class I'm like oh this is i I'm rolling downhill now like like theres there's a lot of cool combo like and that's the other thing too like the the deck building is i i would say is well done because there's a lot of just ridiculous combos that you can find and and make with your deck that make you unstoppable- compared, uh, depending on what kind of what kind of class you are and it's just, there's over nine classes i want to say there, there's quite a few I, I I never even
0: checked out any of the other ones honestly like I, that's not true I tried the third one that you unlock which is is kind of like a hybrid between the two it's it's a little bit of brute force as well as using monsters but they don't really have like the totems and stuff like that like it's right it's not about building up your your monsters kind of thing Um, it's more about just summoning powerful things that have that have like abilities I guess you could say. Um, so yeah, but no, like I'm with you, like that second class is, it's just far more strategic and it gives you that sense of, I have these basic cards, but if I know how to use them, I can do cool things. And yeah, absolutely. like, yeah, that's when like Slay the Spire really clicks for me is that the, the basic class of like, yeah, I can get through this, but I, I want it to where like, when I look at my hand and it's like, okay, like I'm going to combine these in a way that like an average person, I shouldn't say an average person, like someone who hasn't played the game yet. Or just starting out is not even gonna think about. And then you start getting those combos in your head, like, oh crap, like I should have done this or I could have done this. And then it just kind of keeps building on itself. And then you you start unlocking new cards and all that. And it's it's got that 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 treadmill, that very satisfying card game treadmill in it. And that's that's when it started clicking for me. I lost like a good you know morning and an afternoon to it that day.
1: Oh oh, absolutely. And, and that's why. And that that was my favorite part about this experience of of, of like th- that's why i like playing these 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 type of games these smaller games these random games because it really st- i really started this game off not enjoying myself <laughs> like I, I really not did not enjoy the experience and i was probably about 20 30 minutes in just like this is this is just not clicking i don't i don't get why it's so difficult i don't like am i supposed to beat this thing because it's definitely not ever going to happen but then you unlock the first class you start understanding how these cards work you start unlocking uh meeting meeting npcs and uh growing your uh your village and, and building that it's, and all of a sudden it becomes this this really unique experience that really combines all of the different aspects of these other games very well. Like I am I'm, I'm I'm very surprised that it does that. Uh and, and I actually do really love the aesthetic as well. I, I I like this kind of uh almost dark folklore world that they built. And just do however, just due to the their budget of this game, it, it doesn't really It doesn't look as the greatest. It doesn't obviously perform the greatest, but they really did put some effort into just how the story is presented and what it looks like. Because these 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 characters and stuff they they look kind of cool. Like,
0: yeah, it's I think it lacks diversity. Um, That's that's not what I wanted to say. Um, (laughs) What did I want to say? It needs more black people. I agree. (laughs) Um, so there's is there four or five? I don't remember four or five different areas that you kind of walk through everything does kind of look the same like the 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 strong part is is all the monsters look unique but all the environments look right very much the same so i agree in that like I, it, it it's very unique like it, it it has its own art style it has its own creative um you know presence in it but the environment's do look all the same. And that, that wore on me just a little bit because I felt like I was kind of going from the same area to the same area. They, they mixed it up a little bit by adding different um obstacles and stuff like that. Like, like, you know, different bodies of water, or it'll look slightly different. Like the fog and the trees will look slightly different, but it all kind of looks the same. Um But yeah, like I'm with you in that it, it, it strikes like the faces of all the people are kind of the same, but everything that they're wearing is all unique. So it, it hits that fantasy, you know, whatever you want to call it, fantasy desire that I think most people would have, um, for that reason. And it's, yeah, my biggest thing is, is the performance, but it looks nice.
1: Yeah. All all around, this is, uh, it's, I can't, I can't, uh, say enough, just how I, I feel
0: like we're struggling to find things wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, because again, like the, the the wrong things, I think come from just lack of budget. I right. think and budget and time. I think it, I think if this had a Slay the Spire Monster Train budget and team behind it, it would be like honestly for me, it would be Game of Gear contender. Like that's how that that's how much I think the basic mechanics of this game really shine. I mean. I tried out five of the characters, and they all have something super unique and powerful that you can do with them, which is nuts considering you look at a game like like, like Monstering that has, and I, I think it started with three different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and you were promised the uh, I think the, the DLC was coming for like two more. Like this yeah, the, I know came, the fourth one came out, but I, the fifth one, I don't know if it ever did. I'm sure it did, but I don't know. Hopefully, because it's a yeah. great game. But this this came out the bat with like nine fully right. playable characters. I'm just like, and they all just, each one got better than the last one for me. I, I set up with the Wyvern just because I was comfortable with it. But there's a Blood Mage there, and the Blood Mage is hecka strong. And like you can just start steamrolling, like, and, and that's the best part about these games. So like, is when you figure out the, when I mean, you can see the code in the matrix, and you just start steamrolling, and that, and, and and once that started happening, I'm just like, yeah, this this is a game I, I'm going to actually keep installed. So I guess you can answer this better
0: than I. Like, where I could see the seams starting to fall apart for me, and that's and that that's probably a little extreme. I I got through the second area, and I hit the third, and like when I hit that third area, like I got destroyed. Like it, it, the ramp up is, is harsh. And my question would be, is I think we're something like a Hades or a um, curse of the dead gods. Those aren't card battlers, but they are roguelikes. I guess, I guess something like a slate of Spire would be more adequate of, I feel like everyone, I have a chance. Right. Is, I don't know if I ever felt that way with this game. And I, but I could not determine if it was because I was underleveled or because I just didn't understand the mechanics yet. I think
1: it's probably both. <laughs> I think um, it's the former. I th- I, I, again, going back to the Souls esque, like this, I feel like this. I feel like they want to beat you down some in this game. Like again, like like fair warning. Like again, like your first few runs of this game, you're not going to have fun. <laughs> but but I guess like but. My, I guess in that
0: I, Is that regard, a good thing? I don't know. Well, no, but I, it's it's more I, I, as like it, yes, it beats you down, but these runs are long too. Like, yeah. they are extremely long. I, I, you're talking if you have a good run, hour probably. Yeah. So yeah. and you can save and everything, but that that's where I, I was starting to just be like, okay, like, am I? I don't want to say like am I wasting my time because I had a great time, but could could I have actually completed that third act, or did I need to unlock more things before? You know, it would, did, did I need to unlock better cards kind of thing? Because some of the cards come through the leveling up of the of the overall level of the game. So then there's also like, you know, we talked about the, we didn't really talk about the inventory. But there is an inventory that you can sort of boost your, not your stats, but your, what do you want to call it? Um,
1: your equipment stuff? <clears throat> yeah, like, because,
0: yeah, because it doesn't like, it's not like a straight up armor. Like it doesn't, like you don't take less hits. Sometimes I guess you do, but you get like a an HP bonus or something. Like all your monsters get plus 10% HP. Something like that. Um, and that stuff helps, like, a lot. And so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, am I just, like, do I just have to wait until I get the better stuff before I can beat the third act? Which is fine, but with these runs being an hour-plus long sometimes, I'm just like,
1: man, this is rough. Like, like That's where the adventure game comes in. It really wants you to explore. Trust me, when I say explore the world, don't picture... Not uh, Skyrim like yeah yeah it it, it it it's a small it's it's a small uh map with different twists and turns um that's when i really want you to explore the area and meet the npcs and grow your npcs because that's when you're supposed to have or rather when you want to have your your uh equipment be able to hold up to three different three or four different uh enchantments you want your, your your weapon to hold three or four different enchantments. You want to be able to afford that many. You really want to go into battle stats after about your third or fourth run. Right. And that's where it starts to, again, you start to see the seams a bit because I think a better... a better-paced game would get you there without having to feel that sort of grind. And... in a way to again to kind of make the experience longer or even more or maybe to have it feel like there's more depth to it i feel like there's an added feature where they want you to do all this adventuring as well just to level up your character just so you could beat the game it's like i think it could have been a better way to do that for sure
0: yeah just with there being so many classes like it's it's not a bad thing that it's 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 got a lot of gameplay time. Like, that's not bad. It's just, it's something that stuck out to me. I'm just like, like, this, this is a commitment. Like, this is a real commitment. And that's that's fine. I just wasn't anticipating it kind of thing. So I guess know that going in if you want to check it out kind of thing. But no, I mean, but like, it, there there's no glaring things other than the performance that I can really, uh, like, I'm running on a 3060 Ti, so nothing amazing. But at, at 1440p, if I maxed it out, I was constantly dipping from like 50 to 70 frames. And that's, the game doesn't look good enough for it to do that kind of thing. <laughs> no, um, I agree. Yeah. And it like, like it doesn't look bad, but it it does, you know, it's not Metro Exodus, you know. Um so it's that's really my only gripe with it, but I mean, I I can't really think of anything else that that really upset me about it kind of thing. But it's only $20. Like what? <laughs> Like even if you don't have Game Pass, what are you doing? Like, it's it's yeah,
1: it's 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 a, a you no. Know what I I guess what the, it goes without saying. It's a fun experience. Uh, pass it on to your friends and get, sure. get. It's a it's a really interesting, unique take on the genres, if you will. Yeah one one of the easiest passes I think we've had
0: in a long time. So a good pass, I guess you could say. One of the easiest good passes we've had in a long time. But good thing because we got a question. And you can write us and send us a question too, if you'd like, 574-651-9256. In the news, a lot of stuff's been going on. Sony's released some, uh, they talked about their new PlayStation Plus. You got Microsoft, they're going to be doing an event on the 12th of uh, June coming up here real quick. Starfield got pushed. So we, we, there's a lot going on, but always, it's always in the background, Activision and Microsoft. that That is expected to close next June, not this June. But the FTC is taking a look at it. And so there's been some news about it. And we were asked, um, NYC is suing Activision, says Bobby Kotick was unfit to negotiate the Microsoft deal and that the deal was rushed to get him out, get him and the board out of danger of lawsuits over how they handled and mis. Again, do people not read proofread? Basically, Activision is being sued by the New York, uh, New York City. What do we think about it? Um, so basically, I also want to say, I've said basically a lot. I think it's it's a good time just to check in on this deal because a lot has happened. When when this deal first came out, you and I were basically, I got to stop saying that word. We were on the fence about it. We weren't super for it. We weren't super against it. Call of Duty was up in the air of whether it was going to be exclusive or not. We went with the fact that it's going to be, it's no longer going to be, it, it will not be exclusive. So there's just a lot of things have changed. You know, Game Pass is still doing its thing. So how are we feeling about this whole deal? Do we think it's going to go through? Why do we think it was made, et cetera? Let's talk about it.
1: It's definitely going to go through after some... Uh, <clears throat> it's going through. more. Yeah. <laughs> after some more paperwork and money exchanges hands, it's going through. Yeah, it's going through, guys. I don't know. And why doing. did it go through? Like, New York City's right. Bobby Kotek was in Activision. We're all go- about to get... The butt's handed to them by some by some uh, allegations. So like, just cash out and leave now. Get, get your billion dollars and walk away. Makes sense. Um, and, then, and then also another thing about this deal is people think Microsoft been knocking on Activision's door. Like Activision put Activision went on the block by themselves. Right. Activ- Microsoft, just, Microsoft just had the money to do it. So, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I mean, I agree. Yeah. Sony had it too, but like. A lot yeah, of people had did, it. Did they though? Like a lot of people had it. Yeah. But I guess they didn't want to put it up. Which I, I I agree.
0: Yeah, I the deal's going through. There's there. I I do not see any scenario where this is stopping. And part of that is is the, the Call of Duty. Microsoft will do whatever they have to to make this deal go through. If that means that Call of Duty, Call of Duty is not exclusive, that's fine. Like it. This is about money. Like this is not a console war thing. This is about money. They will do whatever they can to own those IP and do whatever they want with them. That being said, I am far less comfortable with this, with this deal than I was. Like originally I was like, fine, whatever, it happens. Um, but as more and more studios are getting gobbled up, like, you know, um, Square Enix just sold off the Tomb Raider people, Crystal Dynamics, they sold off have, the we
1: could have bought that one. It was on a blockchain. <laughs> yeah, we
0: should have. What are we doing? Um, more and more studios are just being bought. Like Tomb Raider just got sold, Deus Ex got sold, Bungie went to Sony, like. It hindsight is twenty twenty on this one, but I'm starting to feel like Microsoft saw blood in the water and and this was not even with the um the Activision deal. like this goes this goes back to the the Bethesda deal of just like they clearly saw blood in the water of where this where this is going. They looked at stuff like Netflix and stuff like HBO and and T Warner, and they're they're looking at it and saying, we need to own as much of this as possible because it's very quickly going to be content is going to be far more expensive and valuable than it used to be because of stuff like game pass. Sony is now launching their, their PlayStation plus service. And I, I, I'm not mad at them for doing it. Like they're a business, but I don't like it. Like I'm, it makes me uncomfortable how big they are getting and how quickly
1: how big microsoft is getting in terms of being a publisher yes i mean it's it was uh, i think i was leaning more against it than you were in the beginning for that very reason i was not i was never excited for any okay so if you didn't know i'm the playstation fanboy here shocker right shocked pikachu face Again, I purchased a PS Five. I sold it. Got an Xbox Series X because there's nothing <laughs> on a PS Five. There will be there will there will be nothing on a PS Five. I'm not mad at it. Sony make better games. It's fine. Make better games soon, and you, you'll get a, a purchase out of it. That said, even as someone who owns Xbox Series X and loves Game Pass. uh, the idea that Microsoft bought up all this real estate in the game is just—I was never okay with it. It just—it just breeds more and more, uh, well, rather less and less creativity overall throughout throughout the throughout the industry. At because we we had this, we having this this conversation at one point where. I said it was, it's crazy how I have not purchased, not, not not just purchased. Not 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 only have I not purchased, I have not played a single Ubisoft EA game in a long time. Assassin's Creed, Madden, whatever uh, Battlefield, whatever piece, like whatever they make, making, I don't play Need these games speed. anymore. Need for Speed. Well, I, start, I do not play these homogenized AAA experiences anymore. They, they, are all this. They, they're, they're very much similar with the AAA production values and whatnot. And I don't get, any, I don't get a lot from them. And as a gamer, I'm just not getting a lot out of these big publishers. So what? Is, and, what and what does Microsoft do? They become the biggest publisher, <laughs> and it's like right. It's like. And what is Microsoft also known for? Not doing creative things. <laughs> so it's like, it's not even like you're going to buy all these. It would be one thing I feel if Microsoft were to go around buying up all this real estate and then really, re, and then really invest in. Because listen, you buy Activision, right? What's something a lot of people always say? You make billions of dollars from from, from Call of Duty every year use that to make something cool and new again. That's not going to happen. They don't care about doing that. We're getting the same games, if not less of the same games or or more homogenized experiences still. When you buy up the competition, you create a sea of just blandness. and 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 I'm not looking forward to it. And I was just never excited for it. So like, for for the people that are hoping that New York State somehow gets involved, like they won't. Like this is this is going through, and you I, they say now Call of Duty won't be exclusive, but that might be true,
0: right? But that that doesn't mean that that means that Call of Duty whatever is exclusive, but they can make their own Call of yeah. Duty, yeah, and yeah, like. So, yeah, like, maybe like, the big game is not exclusive, but how long is it going to be the big game when they start releasing the exclusive only, like...
1: Right. right. Like, so, like, so, yeah. it's It's just... And, and then... So, like... So, so the issue then becomes... What's the only way to compete then? Well... Right. and that's, I'm just going to buy up a bunch of stuff now, too. And it's like, this is not how... It's unfortunate. Well, it, it, even, even Sony's Microsoft, doing it though.
0: Like Sony bought yeah. Bungie, and they specifically said that they're doing multi-platform stuff. And that's where, like, that's where I draw the line. I'm just like, then why are you buying them? <laughs> like, like what? Like with Bungie, it sort of makes sense because they are like the original MMO that's not an MMO game. In I mean, I guess you could say Guild Wars is technically that, but let's say the first popular one. Like the original Destiny was a very revolutionary idea. Oh yeah, um,
1: shots fired. Guild Wars 2 isn't popular?
0: <laughs> I, I think it is, but I, I couldn't tell you how much. It very but is. Like, like, that original, like, we're going to take DLC and basically turn it into a service. Like, DLC was a service, but that's what, that's what Bungie did. But they screwed it up many times, but they finally got there, but they have the most experience. And everything is games as a service now. So, from a strategic standpoint, I sort of understand Sony going after that, saying, like, we want to make all our games games as a service, like, how can we turn Gran Turismo into a good games as a service? And it seems like a no brainer, right? But unfortunately it's not the way it works and that you have to try stuff. And usually you have to fail before that. But if you can skip some of those failings, like how many times did Bungie fail before they finally got it right? 10 years. Like I think you could argue they just now finally got it right. I mean, The entire life cycle of destiny one. <laughs> right. And a lot of destiny two as well. So I get that one, but when you start buying these studios, especially Microsoft and they're like, Oh, we're going to be multi-platform. I'm just like, what do you gain other than the 30%? Like, yes, you'll make more money, but who cares? Like it's, it starts not making sense to me. And to me, it, it, it becomes off as more monopolistic. And it's just like, you're doing this because you're Microsoft and that's what you do. And you can point the finger at many other corporations that do the exact same thing of just like buying up the market. Amazon, Amazon's king of this, like Amazon basics. All that is, is they found that the the most popular item and they bought it out. That's, that's literally what Amazon basics is. And it's terrible. It's bad for it. it, It's, it's great for consumers pockets, but it's bad for competition kind of thing. It's.
1: And I mean, I mean, I've said it before in this show, Uh, Microsoft has, Long, long, long time ago, lost and gave up the fight in terms of beating Sony or Nintendo in, in the creativity market. So this is the this this, this has always been the long-term play because this is how Microsoft moves as a company. I'm not saying that's a I'm not saying they're an evil. word. they just boycott them like they they it's business. It's fine. Like I'm not I'm I'm okay with this. I'm an adult. Make right. like like make more business move. That's fine. I, it, I'm okay it, with it. It's this.
0: not going to be solved in our lifetime, so I'm going to be the bad guy. and I guess I'm going to support Microsoft and Game Pass. Like, so no, it,
1: it, at the end of the day, it's still an amazing service. Right. So as long as it stays an amazing service, there's little you can really complain about. Um, what what need what needs to happen is Nintendo and Sony. I feel like, cause, cause Sony, cause Sony's thing is now. I feel like, well, what can we buy, or what can we get on the market? Where really, what they need to focus on is making those cool games again. Because right. again, like when, when you look at, like, look, look at a game like Elden Ring. It just outsold the last Call of Duty in less time. Like, and that was a niche title on your PlayStation Three you have the capability of
0: of, of it's, it's pretty... yeah it's it's the right people in the right jobs like it's people that can identify that and that's what sony did with the ps4 no one era.
1: does that better than sony right. so just well, do they, they do used that. to but right exactly so anymore <laughs> but yeah it's
0: i don't know it's i i, I don't want to repeat myself but hindsight's 2020 like i'm still i was i wasn't comfortable with it then but it, i cared a little bit less so i was just like whatever like it is what it is, but the fact that it's, that they're going multi-platform to me is just like, it's, again, it, it weirdly makes it worse. Like, I'm not someone that, like, that champions exclusivity of just like, well, this is how it should be. Like Exclus- Exclusivity is dumb in many ways, but it also, it, it's a product of, of the industry in many ways. Like, it's just, it's what used to sell. Like, how do you get people to buy your console? You have to give them exclusives and it worked for Sony and the PS4 and it, it Microsoft tried the 360, but it's just like it, it no longer like we're very quickly switching to services like services is, is the future. And so it made sense. Like you're going to keep it exclusive to keep it on your service. But now that it's multi-platform, it's just like, okay, so it's also going to be on the competition. And I understand that it still is to push your service, but then it's also just like, then just, just don't buy it. Then like, just do a deal for call of duty that year to be on game pass. Like, I don't, that's the part I don't understand. And I I say that as I, I understand it's about money, but again, blood in the water style of just like you're trying to gobble this industry up and it's very concerning. And then what I'll also say is Microsoft, bro, how is it 2022 and you just pushed the only two exclusives you have for the year out of this year?
1: I want to say this is someone who got my Xbox Series X for free. Not even for free. I got paid to to get it. Uh, you're, we are fools for owning next gen titles, next gen yeah. consoles. Yeah, I we, both we are of them. fools.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> my PS Five has
1: not been turned on in like three months. Like, <laughs> my friend is selling his to. He's trying to sell his to me and my cousin right now. Like, he does. <laughs> like, it's unfortunate how sad of a console generation we are in it is embarrassing like this is the worst console generation of all time and in all in 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 all the while we have mega mega companies and publishers becoming the biggest publishers of all time that don't publish still putting out nothing (laughs)
0: right i i don't that's the part that i don't understand and the joke for Microsoft for a long time has always been, we'll wait till next year. You know, like, <laughs> right. that's, like and but I'm gonna make this joke again, but I'm gonna say, like, no, like this is the year. Like in terms of in terms of the future, like Microsoft started their buying spree in like what, 2018, 2019? And uh it probably started in like 2017, but it really picked up in that 2018, 2019. And it's just like a lot of your studios already had games in, you know, in production, like Psychonauts 2 was already a game in production. Ninja Theory was still doing doing their own thing. Playground is making Fable, but they were still making Forza Horizon. So, like, you had a lot of these companies that had just shipped games. Uh, Wasteland uh, what, and Exile had just shipped that. So, like, but now you're on the back end of this. And Starfield is, like, your big Bethesda title. But, like, you still got Id doing stuff. You got, you know, then you had Arcane that was doing um, PS5 exclusive. So, it's just, like, there's been enough time for most of these things that, your studios should now start producing things. Like we should start being able to see what's actually being made. And instead, we got a year of you literally have
1: nothing coming out. So, and you brought uh, up all these smaller studios right. too. Like, because my thing is like Bethesda got Bethesda pushes game. That's who ca- who cares? That's that's what they do. Sure, the right. Naughty yeah. Dog uh rockstar they always push their big titles like it never it never it's never released on the day uh it's almost expected at this point however during your e3 four years ago you talked about how you purchased 70 different indie studios where are these games? Right, like, like, like which I mean, if like, if, if they're making games, should yeah. be lit with brand new games every week by the by the number of studios you've purchased.
0: The only thing I can think of, like, are they really giving like teams like In Exile and um, I can't think of the the like the Contrast team. What the hell's the name of that team? Oh, uh, it's gonna drive me nuts. Right? Are are they giving Undead Labs
1: like like triple A money? Like. Listen, we, we know what happens when you when a big studio buys you. You don't make your own games anymore. You make the other games. They're right. probably making Call of Duty and Star Citizen. They're probably mm-hmm. making some port or something. It it it's it, it, it's sad. It's but, like, affairs, but like but, but, but that's what that's if how- they're not? Like what like what if
0: what if we're getting Please a AAA a game God in God Exile? Like not. that's what I'm saying. Like I'm that's where I'm confused. I don't understand Microsoft's strategy here, other than like. Let's buy things and just, right. You have to get from us now, and and that's that's where I'm confused. Like we still have not seen the fruit of the labor, but like if if this next showcase, like this showcase, needs to be the showcase. Not only do we need to see stuff, we need to see it, the strategy here, it, it, and we it, need it to won't. see what's coming out, when it it's coming out. Nope. But yeah, and, and what I'll say to to cap off this this discussion, Halo
1: Infinite, <laughs> that's trash. I hope it's not like that. <laughs> Listen, that Halo. Okay, Halo like, Infinite. Is, like we
0: we could do a whole episode on Halo Infinite of just how mismanaged it is. Like, bro, get your head out of your butt and figure this out. If you we want still don't we M- have not we have not seen Fable gameplay.
1: That's ridiculous. What is that's happening? That's... Halo well, Infinite well, on well, fire. Well, what about Rare? Like Rare used to push out games a lot. Right.
0: It's just, it is truly baffling on this. And and yeah, anyways, let's, let's, let's get out of here. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for the question. As always, you can write us five seven four six five one nine two five six 651 9256 gpopfans at com. Next episode will be on Paradise Killer. Uh, this was Basher's suggestion. I'm not going to say anything else other than yeah, t- tune into that episode
1: because... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be a weird one so there you it's go it's
1: going to be a great one one for the record books guys there you go
0: Tainted Grail check that out um, and then after that who knows what we're going to play so there's a lot of stuff coming out we've played we've all we've both dabbled in some other things so we'll see what we'll doing. but all right that's going to do for this episode of Game Pass or Pass we'll see you next time with Paradise Killers good day sirs